Welcome to another episode of Bringing Down the Grindhouse, a podcast where we discuss horror in media. And tonight, join us as we answer the question, veterinary school and cannibalism, what do they have in common as we explore raw? I'm Mitch. I'm Mer. I'm Justine. And I'm Jonathan. Uh, oh, this must be one of them liberal art schools I've been hearing about. <laughs> <laughs> you know those libtards love their cannibalism. Won't well, support no, the meat no. industry, but will take meat right off your back. Right wing Justine, when did you get in here? <laughs> I've always been here. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh. I just need, like, that air horn buzz. Beep, 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 beep. Uh, yeah, the, oh, the revelation of the character. Oh, man. Wrong. Yeah, who knew that veterinary schools in France are absolutely insane they do not this isn't a good uh like pamphlet you know to advertise this school i wouldn't go here i don't know people who were there look like they were really proud yeah really like just into the hazing yeah bunch of masochists throwing could be yeah just throwing people's bedding out saying you can't sleep before we do like who are these people (laughs) we'll we'll have to talk more about the hierarchy. what the yeah what's going on at this school that the whole film is set at but before we do that we should talk about who made it ah uh, yes so you're saying some production notes some production notes because wow. wow. we've talked about another film yes that this director made uh so this is raw it was released in 2016 it was directed and written by julia Ducarnau. she is known for titan knee Titan. Uh, Titan. Or Titan in French. Titan. Released just last year, right? Uh, this was uh, Titan was released yeah. last year. This was her debut. So Raw is her feature debut. Yep. Which is insane which for is, a feature debut. <laughs> which is the one that uh, she f- premiered at the 2016 Cannes Film Festival along with Neon Demon, which we have talked about before. We have talked about the Neon Demon. Uh, it was screened in the International Critics Week selection at the 2016 Cannes Film Festival. Or it won the Fipressi Prize. Yeah, Fipressi, for anybody who doesn't know what it is, it's essentially like a, an award separate from the uh, Cannes Film Festival that they created for pieces of work they thought are important and something they should preserve. Similar to how we have our um, our like National Archive, where we'll archive films and things like that in the United States. This is what they do for a lot of European countries. They are described as promoting the development of film culture and for safeguarding of professional interests. They felt it was, it was kind of snubbed at most of the festivals. Like the Cannes film festival didn't give it a single award besides this one that it got from this organization, which is kind of a surprise, but I mean, I'm not that surprised because the Cannes film festival has become kind of nonsense and bullshit. I'll, I'll talk a lot of shit about (laughs) the Cannes film festival because they only ever give awards to dramas. Can film. Festival. That's it. Can. But like every single winner for the last like ten years has been a drama film about Shit. about like somebody. Most of the time, it's somebody losing somebody they love, and then they're remorseful, and that's like the story. Oh jeez. And so they they haven't given any awards really to like horror films, to like action films, any other types. Yeah. Um. Speaking about the debut of this film, over thirty people puked. Nice. A couple people fainted. A lot of people left. It was just. Gross. I feel like that would feel good as a director to be like, yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. I made somebody get up and fuck have a bodily reaction to <laughs> to what's going on in the film, you know. Goals. Yeah, just make people throw up. Good job. Uh, there's a small detail 
Garance Marillier is in both Titan and Ra with the same name of Justine, which has led fans to believe that that he's basically making this. They're basically making the same movie in in the same universe. Yeah, it looks like the director is creating a universe to make her movies in. And there's a lot of cross-references to the names that she uses. In Same the with Adrian and Alexis. She also really likes car crashes. Oh, yeah. yes. <laughs> it's very, yeah, there's running themes in, the, in her body of work. Uh, when it was released, it was met with heavy criticism for its violent uh, violence, despite receiving very positive critic reviews, which doesn't make sense to me. I don't, I don't think that this was in comparison to fucking Titan. Like, no. Yeah, honestly, there was a bit more violence, I think, in the other one. I think they were probably disturbed because it was like a grotesque kind of thing that you were watching where you like you see her pull hair out of her mouth and like throwing up. She gets blood poured on her. That, that's like the one. The Flesh only gets ripped off. Like, like the hair scene is the only one that really upset <laughs> me at all. Like made me like upset. Like even like eating the finger like it's a chicken bone. Like I don't didn't really bother me all that much. I'm like yeah she's a cannibal. What do you what do you want? Like, we <laughs> do we do have to note too that all of us have seen over a hundred horror films at this point in the podcast. So we may not be. So oh, I'm desensitized yeah. as fuck, dude. I don't, nothing yeah. shocks me. You put gray paint on them, they're zombies. <laughs> no, I feel like if I had seen this movie on a big screen with a big crowd of people, I might have had a different reaction. Yeah. yeah. But watching it in my living room, the only scenes that really like rub me the wrong way were anything having to do with dissections, especially of animals. I'm pretty sure they used like live animals or not live animals, but like the cadavers yeah. of real animals for these scenes. They weren't like fake. I wish I had information on that, but I'm pretty sure they are. Yeah, I couldn't find they anything. They look like real fucking animals. Um, the place that they filmed at is an actual vet, like vet school you can go to in Belgium. Shit. Which is kind of crazy. <laughs> Must be kind of weird. Well, so a lot of interesting things that I found out was that there's a lot of stories that come out of the vet schools, specifically in France and some parts of Europe. The reason they're claiming that they're so crazy is because they want the vet to be prepared to, like, put down animals, basically. That you're not going to be, like, mentally broken by seeing so many, like, pets pass. And so so they'll do outrageous hazing things while you're at the school. I I could imagine having to do surgery on a dog is a lot different after you've gone through four years of getting blood and guts spilled on you. Yeah, definitely. So there is some truth to it, but not a lot of it's confirmed because who the hell is going to confirm they stuffed a kid in a horse like this? Yeah, you you need to explain this story because this is wild. There was an interview with somebody who was doing investigative um, journalism into the vet schools after this film came out because they wanted to know the legitimacy of the like insane hazing rituals at these vet schools. Most people wouldn't talk to this author, but some people who did, especially previous students, one of them admitted that they were dosed with ketamine. So they passed out. They were then put into the corpse of a dead horse, which they sewed shut and left them in there. And then as they were trying to get out, there was people around chanting for them to get out. And they had to rip their way out of a dead horse carcass. And then once they were out, they gave them some beer and they were like, congratulations, you passed. I have one thing to say. Why the fuck wasn't that in the movie? Like, (laughs) oh, oh, hell yeah. Like, let's go. (laughs) An insane story. No way of knowing for sure if this actually happened. But there is a lot of stories around it. And so they're not 
it's not a uh, like a fake thing that the director made up for the film. I mean, like frat hazing and yeah. sorority hazing. This is, these are things that everyone knows exist. True. Oh, yeah. Know? No, I, I remember when I had first started at the university I'm at now, a huge story was going around about a kid that had died in one of the frat houses because yes. he fell off a bunk. Now, people are saying that he was just drunk and fell off the bed, but people are also speculating that was due to hazing. They made him drink an excessive amount. He got alcohol poisoning, fell out of his bed, and no one came to help him because they thought, you know, whatever, he's being <sighs> hazed. Like, he'll get over it. Turns out the kid died. So then they had a fucking corpse in the room <sighs> they had to take care of. Jesus. Yeah. Hazing's dumb. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I, I used say. to work in an area where it was only uh, sorority and fraternity people. Fun people, but holy shit. I, I was the only person in community college in this group. That sounds awful. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, that's just... The the whole intro of this film, which we'll get to in just a second, is just... It's all... I felt like some of it was for shock value, but there's an interesting uh, criticisms that go around. There's one critic who's suggesting that the name Justine is a direct reference to an old... Uh, uh, author a novella um author who wrote in france during a certain time who used to write a lot of like imagined libertine sexuality kind of things basically like your male fantasy gotcha. kind of stuff where all of the women were subjected to like really terrible shit a lot of trauma mm. and the main character of that book justine is goes through like the worst possible thing and so oh great <laughs> yeah right i know they're, they're suggesting that the name was pulled from that because she is then trying to reinterpret what a sexual awakening might look like for a woman and Ooh. how people accept it. And that's kind of like what the film touches on a bit. And then this Justine character was also in Titan. Yes. the So the same exact actor is in Titan and she also has the same name. So it could be that this character exists in both movies as the same Which person. could lead you to believe that this director is trying to create their own essential universe out of their films. Right. Yeah. They're going to, they're probably going to continue with uh their next film and do something similar but they they've already kind of marked a strong presence <laughs> i, I kind of like having the same cast of three different of three names that are the same yeah i think that's really neat they also used uh adrian is the yeah. other name that they were using um we've already i think you already told uh garance marillier uh, is that how you say your last name uh marier marier thank you it's justine yeah. Uh, you want to go through the, the cast because you have more French than I do. <laughs> I mean, I literally just took like two semesters of French in high school, but I'll see what I can wow, do. Wow, what? Way more than I did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know that the French have. Don't, 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 don't yep. antagonize the French. Come on. Wait, wait, wait why not? <laughs> <laughs> why not? Oh, man. All right, cool so. Garance Marie as Justine. Ella Rumpf as Alexia. Nabanet. Ophelia as Adrienne, Laurent Lucas as father, Joanna Paris <laughs> as mother, Bouli Lanier as the driver, Marianne Vernieu as the nurse, Jean-Louis Sibel as the professor. Ah, nice. Yes. nice. Interesting that French nobody ratings. else is named with the exception of the main characters. Nobody else matters sort of in this story. So kind of a good place to start. What the hell is the film about? What is this actually about? Because it's not just about her eating people. You know, like what does that cannibalism actually represent? And what is she sort of hungry for? Sexuality could be one of them because it's something that like you keep to yourself sometimes. You know what I mean? And if people found out about it, then they wouldn't like you. Maybe. 
there is some talk about what the students were looking for at the university. There's a small story when she goes to see the doctor and she tells her about another girl who was constantly ridiculed for her weight Yeah, when she just wanted to fit in. And so they're kind of asking, what do these young people want out of their lives by coming to a place like that? They want to be average? To feel a part of something i okay so we were having this discussion as we were watching the movie about why no one was fighting back against the hazing and here's the thing that i've come to understand about universities is they are like a cult basically if you are not in a fraternity or sorority and gone through the process of being initiated into those groups you don't matter the universities are very clicky in which if you're not part of the main group you will be ridiculed you will be left out of Uh, conversations you'll be left out of projects you won't be communicated with as much you are othered because of that and that's what these people are trying to avoid is they wanted to be initiated into this group to feel accepted and to have the support of the people around them rather than having these people work against you because they will work against you yeah i've seen that my friend was talking about it with what he's going through right now i went through the same thing when i was at a university because i came in as a transfer i didn't go through the fraternity sorority you're literally talking about my job in 2015 yeah um Another big point about that, too, is that on their arrival, they're told that they're going to go through something. Mm-hmm. And then they they also tell them at some point they will not go through it anymore, that there's a point they'll get to where they're sort of accept it. So like this is something they're sort of looking forward to is to be a part of the group, no matter how crazy they are or seem to be. I, I did a little bit of reading on people's thoughts on hazing, because personally, I think it's dumb. Yeah, same bad. But I every single like group is going to do it differently and some are going to be more extreme than others some are just straight up dangerous some are very like like playful little things you know what i mean that don't really harm anyone some are borderline crimes yeah or are crimes yeah yeah yeah. there's that too yeah i mean it's it's very it's very mixed up but i think that the main thing that people seem to understand about hazing is it's a matter of like creating that camaraderie between the people so like if we've all gone through the thing it's why it's why like military buddies are so close like even afterwards you know because they are they're like we've all gone through the same like traumatic bullshit together so they like bond over that so it's like synthetically creating a bond between people by putting them through dumb shit like you know it's different when you're in war or something or like poverty or some shit you know what i mean but like i don't know it's, it's a different thing well for the film they make it a point that she arrives and immediately gets hazed. Like, the, this is a thing that they do to all the new students. They call them all rookies. And they have to refer to the older students as elders or great ones. Yeah, which is also <laughs> a, a hilarious and wild thing. So the the story itself is kind of outrageous to begin with, but somehow it gets really well-grounded in the fact that it's a coming-of-age story for the main character as she is discovered so it's mentioned she mentions it herself that she's a virgin at, when she arrives at the school and that's like a big thing i think she's worried about so the whole like part of the film is a like really grotesque sexual awakening for her in the form of cannibalism yeah. and how she connects that to her sexual experience with other people and that's sort of something that gets explored throughout the film but in the most uncomfortable way because this is another film that was not made for like people to watch and enjoy it, you this, know. This almost had an NC seventeen rating. I believe that, yeah, because yeah. because of, of what was included, they probably cut more intense things out. Oh yeah, of the of yeah, they the kept the entire horse sewing machine. No, <laughs> right, yeah, that whole thing is gone. <laughs> um, what what I think, uh, 
like this, this story talks a lot about trauma, talks a lot about sexuality and growing up, but it also like talks a good amount about, uh, the institution and like how schooling does and what it does to people as well as like that setting. You said like a fraternity or sorority camaraderie is a big thing. And there's also a lot of camaraderie with trauma. Um, oh yeah because you've lived the same experience you're probably going to end up being closer because of it um simply like we find i mean it's even referenced in like the recent episode uh season of stranger things that the two characters nancy and drew or whatever uh nancy and uh the uh, iron maiden looking guy (laughs) they basically (laughs) they basically like they go through the entire ship under the other and they lose beth and so yeah. they realize that they have to be together because no one else has gotten as fucked up as they have in a different parallel universe. Yeah. I mean, kind but of, but it happens all the time in, <laughs> in all kinds of media. Like if you were to view a, a bombing, a stabbing, a shooting, you and whoever you're with are going to bond over that rather than, yeah. than uh, be repelled by it. One of the, one of the biggest takeaways I had for the film was one that the institution doesn't give a fuck about you. Um, so like, teachers whoever is like they literally had these kids in class with blood on them and they didn't care yeah blood all over their lab coats. yeah and they were just like fuck it like that's just what happened you had the one teacher who said he did not like people who were excellent by nature like that she was naturally gifted and he hated having her in class because he felt like it ruined everybody else's mood like they were all trying to compare themselves to her which is like oh it's like one of the most harsh things you could probably hear from a teacher it's so dumb to me because like institutions are like school are made to or yeah. at least try to present the fact that you could do what you want right and be your own person the other thing was that the main character she's severely punished through the, throughout the whole film because of her sexual desires which is a running theme in most films and it's a unique take for the director herself because she must be exploring possibly how she felt or maybe how some women feel when they are exploring their own sexuality and then everybody else doesn't like it they think it's like a grotesque thing and so it's translated literally into cannibalism where she's consuming somebody else because they feel like it's too overwhelming for for somebody to be acting this way which is weird because they had their like straight up parties where they're kind of encouraged to be sexually active with each other but then as soon as she got to a certain level, as in like she was biting and like there was blood involved, they were like, whoa, 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 this is like not okay. And so she's, saying, she then has to go through that. You should probably not bite chunks out of people while you're fucking them without their consent. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because you'll later <laughs> find that the dad was totally cool with this. Yeah. Eesh. That was such a great uh, plot point, like twist yeah. to all of it. Um, I mean, they even make reference that mom and dad went to this university as well and they got hazed. So I can only imagine that they had to go through this stuff for most likely years. There's yeah. so many pictures on this wall in this room. Yes. Yeah, several just, classes, several freshman classes. So that's a question I brought up earlier. Yeah. That I want to know your opinions about is did them going to this university trigger this cannibalism to come out or would it have happened either way at a certain point? That's a super hard one because you you essentially find out that it's genetic, like for that family, like all the women in that family experience the same thing. So then I kind of have to wonder, did the mom send them there on purpose, knowing that that they would be able to have a source of stuff to eat? <laughs> I, I don't think I don't think so. I think the parents did their best to keep their kids away from 
cannibalism or like becoming yeah, by that being way vegetarian. by being vegetarian by keeping them that way because they knew that if they tasted meat it would trigger the thing so i think that it happens immediately after she eats the kidney yeah the she gets kidneys. like a reaction to it as mm-hmm. well so the, but that's the thing though is that why do they send them there anyway if they knew that would happen because mm. because the, the mom must have known that that would happen. So then you're like, is she okay with them doing this? And it, she's probably in on it. She's, you know, it makes me wonder if she's trying to create a league of cannibal women <laughs> I mean, to I take mean, over yeah. the town. I mean, but she also expresses big disdain for when there's a meatball in her, yeah. in her mashed potatoes. Well, earlier this, on, it's like, what have you been allergic, huh? This is unacceptable. This you know strikes I mean? me though, like, as like, as like, say, You've seen people sometimes where they will, say, recover from very serious illness or addiction, and then they will turn around and then be very upset at people who are addicted to the same thing they just recovered from. This felt like that to me, where she seemed to have gotten over it, but then was, like, absolutely disgusted with her kids for having gone through the same thing. Yeah. And so, because she even is, like, aggressively having the the daughter sit in the, the wheelchair after leaving when she's perfectly capable of getting up and walking. Yeah. So it's like there's weird moments with the parents, but then you don't really ever see them again. Like you don't see the mom after that beginning part of it. But I don't think it was like a huge thing they wanted to explain. But it is weird. Like it's a weird thing that happens. Um, It could also be that all the things combined made it worse for her. Like literally having blood poured on you, having to eat that, and then being in... Being forced to party. Yeah. It's like, yeah, you're kind of like at a catalyst point for a lot of things to happen. So it's a it's a weird experience. Speaking on that, though, is the violence too much? Do you think that she went too far as what she was portraying? She could have done more. Yeah, that I mean, honestly, yeah, like she could have been more, (laughs) more, more gnarly with it. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's it's fair. I mean, for the average person, it's fairly grotesque sure but it didn't really bother me enough for me to like get up and be like i'm done can't handle this anymore you know no i know for a fact that the director said if you regard this as a horror movie then she discredits your opinion uh it is not a horror movie to her she says that it is a psychological coming of age dark comedy with a little bit of tinge of horror and thriller in there that sounds about right yeah yeah i agree that's definitely what we immediately got out of it and she she's very much interested in exploring what uh, how overwhelming a coming of age can be for somebody who's young. Plus, I feel like a lot of times with horror, there's somewhat of an element of fantasy to it. Yeah. But in this case, everything that occurred could have easily occurred in any given setting. Yeah, it's it's grotesque and dark, but it definitely is things that could yeah, happen. Yeah, there's nothing exceptionally supernatural, except for the fact that these people seem to have a genetic disposition to cannibalism. Right. But even still, like, that is a genetic thing, something you could kind of, sort of maybe explain with science. It's yeah. It's not some sort of curse that was placed on the family. Uh, there's definitely a moment in the movie where she, like, leans heavily into being okay with it. Mm-hmm. The main character, like, she has her, <laughs> she has her, like, teen cringe moment in front of the mirror where she's dancing. Yeah. And then, like, goes to party and then, but then gets, like, so the part that confused me was her relationship with her sister, where at times it seems like they're very much bonding, and then other times she they just straight up ridicule her. Like, she embarrasses her in front of everybody. And then I couldn't figure out the dynamic. And I don't know if it's because I have no siblings and like, I don't, I just never had to deal with stuff like that. But I was like, damn, like they go through a lot of shit and then kind of fix that like towards the end. 
having siblings helps a lot in this conversation. <laughs> oh, yeah, I figured. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, speaking of which, you know, I have a brother. We did we did dumb shit when we were younger. Like, you know. Peeing I don't in the know. bushes together? Peeing in the bushes together. We shat in the bushes. That's what it was. <laughs> no. Like, and then laughed about it because we thought poop. Because, you know, you think poop's funny when you're, you know, 14. I'm glad I got that on recording that you just said that. Oh, yeah. No, no. Right? That's that's totally a thing. This yeah. will live on in eternity. Bro, I mean, but that was, like, honestly one of the most, like, because that, that shit, that's, that's very real. You know what I mean? Just being, like, that comfortable with each other because you're both, you know, you're both. Both brother, brother and sister, you know, or, or fucking, you know, sisters or siblings or whatever it is. You know, you're just very comfortable with each other. So it's like this shit's just kind of funny. And especially when you're young, you're going to dumb, dumb ass shit that you don't think is inappropriate or weird. Um, yeah. For me, I have two sisters. Uh, it's not the same as, as, you know, that. But I can only imagine if they were to see this movie, they would probably understand the dynamic of it. Uh, trying to like swap clothes, saying that you stole shit, like you don't want to wear this, get the fuck out of my room, like um, always like fighting, but then at the end of the day, hugging it out. Like they have that wonderful fighting scene at the end yeah, holy where, shit. holy shit, she gets super drunk at a party and then she like, they're like playing with her like to almost eat a cadaver. Yeah. Which I don't know where they got the body from, but they have a body. There's a morgue next <laughs> yeah. to the vet school because it's like a med school that includes oh human stuff. Like that includes a morgue for the for the like I, I don't know how to explain it. Regular doctors. Oh okay. <laughs> yeah, because there's there's obviously the vet techs, and then there's the people who are learning God. who are becoming medical doctors for for animals. So after this like video surfaces online, everyone seems to ostracize her. So then she goes up to her sister, and they honestly both... bullshit. Are you serious? That's the one thing that you guys are. T- it's too much. After you've done all this shit, you're like, oh no, this person tried to eat a kid. Like, you guys do weird shit. Like, how is that the thing that makes you not want to hang out with this girl? If anything, I feel like that would make you kind of cool in whatever weird universe that they have. So I was just confused by that. Also, probably known as the girl that ate her sister's finger after cutting it off with sharp scissors. Well, the thing is, is the sister didn't tell anybody. Oh. Yeah. They, did, they said the dog ate it. She, yeah, they she said the dog like ate it. She made a brief remark when her mom was there. Oh, but, the dog. Uh, that's oh, what that's the dog what, gets put down. Oh, this and that's bad. why she's dissecting that dog later. Yeah. Oh, which is so awful. The, yeah, that's the, that's, the, that's the gnarly part. Yeah. The, but you see, here's, 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 I, I have to compare this movie to her other. Yeah, to, that's, to, to yeah. Tom, yeah, that makes you sense. Know? And I just think that, I think that it's the same kind of thing that I felt with, um, with Get Out versus Us. Also, where it has oh. a clear message that it's trying to convey, but one does it in a way that's more where I think that the message is clearer in one of them. Like it's much better portrayed and, it, and like I wouldn't say explained, but it's shown in a more like accessible way where you can like absorb what they're telling you and you can absorb the scenes and see how all of these are symbolic of the of the thing. And I feel like this movie in particular, I feel like Raw doesn't do it as well as Teton did. At least I think. I think that it's a lot yeah. it's a lot less clear in this one. Well, like what we she's did go at. backwards as far as her movies go. So this is her debut. And yeah. then Teton was after year a few years of writing and doing this film. So her it's probably that she's more refined in her yeah, message no. and writing. So a- I agree. A- yeah, absolutely. I'm just I'm just saying like one one is a little bit like like more abstract almost to the point that's a little bit over like overly abstract to the point where you're kinda of like, what the fuck are you talking about? But when I watched Titan, I was like, Okay, I know exactly where you're going. I yeah, I get this vibe, I understand. I feel like we need to talk about the school itself. What the fuck is this vet school? 
Like, why are they like this? What is I mean, the appeal I mean, of doing something did, like this? Did we did did we just touch on the idea that they're like preparing them to actually be? They vets? never mentioned that. But they don't yeah, mention that. But that's yeah. like the you can idea. draw your assumptions trying yeah. to rationalize what they're doing. But honestly, a lot of it's pretty irrational. It's a lot of power play, honestly. Yeah. And I would even say it's commentary about people in the medical field. Uh, oftentimes, get a real power kick about having literal people's lives, and, and in this yeah. case, animals' lives. And I think a lot of people like the aspect of animals because they're small things that'll never talk back to you. They'll do what you say. For the most part, depends on what kind of animal you have, of course. But like dogs, for example, are very obedient, more so than people are. And these people are exercising their power over other people as if they were animals as well. Yeah, that's a great thing that you bring up because there's that whole scene where she's walking down a hall and then a, a higher up elder is like, why are you lo- looking straight ahead when I'm walking past you? I'm an elder. Look down on the floor. And she doesn't do it enough. So she pulls her face down and she's like, why aren't you wearing the right clothes that you're doing it's party night you have to do this you have to do this i think it's ultimately like i know in some schools in america they did this some like some kind of experimentation oh yeah what, what was that uh case the heart well, no stanford yeah the, Stan- stanford, the stanford prison, prison experiment. experiment yeah it's basically like that but on a larger scale so the the, the lack of like adult or like teacher approval of any of this like or really interaction or, or yeah interact interaction like intervention yeah intervention it should be pointed out that the stanford prison experiment was absolute horseshit because it was not a proper experiment Mm. like as in it didn't have all the factors that would be included in a realistic scientific experiment yeah it was just it was like you mentioned it was definitely a power play by both the professor and the people who were the prison like the prison guards it could just be a power play but i know like if this were to happen in the u.s it would be shut down immediately I don't know, but there's a lot of bullying and hazing that still happens regardless. Yeah. But at this certain level where you're having kids all come in with blood all over them. That's that's probably the only one that was kind of unbelievable. Well, but well, all right, all right, the, the, all right, we, all right. We just have we have three people chiming in. <laughs> so I just want to make one point. I heard an account of hazing in which it was said that pledges were allowed to be puked upon by the upper members of the uh, group. And someone in the dorm, a pledge that was going to their, because uh, that's what they're called apparently, yeah, uh, is uh, was going was in class, and one of the seniors just walked into the dorm, the, the, not the dorm, but the lecture hall, puked on them, and then left, and nobody did anything about it. Oh my god, where was this at? I don't know what school. This is just a this is just an anecdote from oh a thread god. that I was reading through with people's like accounts of what they've seen happen. So it was like, uh, so, you know, yeah, there, anyway, so yeah, weird, weird, gross things like that. I mean, I think the most uncomfortable scene for me wasn't even her eating raw meat or like dealing with eating corpses or eating a person's cheek. It was the, when she wakes up because there's a party downstairs and she goes down, they throw blue paint on her and they grab a yellow dude. They're like, they shove them in a closet, lock it and say, don't come out until you guys are both are green. Like that has to be so uncomfortable to just be forced to like do something like that yeah definitely Um, i was gonna bring up a point since we're talking about this wouldn't happen in america so have you guys heard about correctional schools yeah yeah one of the more famous ones is the one paris hilton went to the provo canyon correctional facility which is essentially they mark it as a boarding school for troubled youth where they teach them to be disciplined and set them straight 
when in a lot of cases these people are doing borderline if not straight up abusive illegal things to these kids like forcing them into hard labor not feeding them constantly ridiculing them in some cases actual physical abuse like beating the shit out of them leaving them in solitary confinement for weeks where there's literally no light anywhere it's a hard concrete floor and letting them stay there for weeks on end that in a lot of cases is simply just a power play it's trying they're trying to exert this sort of power over these children which is insanely fucked up in order to teach them to be more submissive and more obedient towards other people it's basically traumatizing people into being good quote-unquote good in the eyes of whoever's trying to oppress or take advantage of them what's that justine drink your coca-cola oh see yeah it's like that shit Mm -hmm. it's like you should be conformed to this little box and we're gonna Mm -hmm. make you know the box is there you know maybe they don't throw pig blood on people but we don't know that for sure because a lot of these places have what's called code silence where yeah they are basically sign a document saying that they're not going to talk about anything that goes on in these schools and what we do know is only what people have chosen to share but i mean if you really really traumatize someone they're probably not going to talk about it yeah that's the truth i mean there's there's history of all kinds of weird fucking rituals done sororities yeah they've so there's been a lot of changing so originally i think people thought of it as a rite of passage which is originally meant to be not a like derogatory thing like it was mm-hmm. something to include you into a group and bring you in yeah and then got changed into literal hazing where it's like they get to do whatever they want to somebody because they themselves went through it and so then becomes something where they only join it because they want to deliver that this pain and trauma to someone else makes me think of something else how we're talking about the power play between humans and animals is yeah. how oftentimes at least back in the day before people started making laws against animal abuse is that's how people would train their dogs yeah. or their horses to behave is by abusing them like i remember even i've seen my grandpa do it with one of my old dogs is oh. she was getting old and kind of confused and she would shit in the house and he would shove her nose in the shit and then like beat her basically oh, in order to teach her awful. not to shit in the house but oh, I'm like, yo, geez. she's old. Like, she doesn't know any better. She's potty trained. But people used to do that a lot with their animals. They would beat them in order to teach them not to do something. And the same way that these people are doing with humans is they're essentially beating them down, breaking their spirit in order to make them do as they wish. There is also a small conversation in the film where they discuss the sentience of, say, like a, a chimpanzee or something. Yeah. And how uh, how the AIDS epidemic had rumors about how it started that supposedly somebody had had sex with a monkey that had AIDS, which is not what happened. Um, and so they they discuss that and then they, they talk about, oh, d- does any of these animals have any sentience and how do we feel about it? So they do talk about it right at the get-go when while they're eating the said animals, which is also kind of fucked. So they, they, they bring in smaller conversation throughout the, the whole film. You, you know, it's an interesting thing that I remember seeing. So we're talking about people being viewed as like animals in this one, like that comparisons being drawn. And then you have the scene where the two sisters are fighting and then the people holding them back by their collars. Yes. And they look like they're rabid dogs. Yeah. Like both of them look like are acting purposeful. like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was that this was not an accident yeah. that it was shot like they that. They also make them crawl on their hands and knees to go into the party at the beginning, which looks like they're hurting sheep 
or something like oh, that. Oh, yeah. Like, the entire a, time, I was just like, wow, look at all these people just conform. <laughs> not say a single word to each other either in the elevator. Yeah, there was no words exchanged. There's not a single word of protest. Maybe one person was like, what's going on? And then they just went along with it. It, it kind of gave the impression that if they went along with it, they would be rewarded by getting to be a part of whatever party that they were going to. Because as far as I could see, they were getting, like, free booze and drugs and all that stuff. So, like, that's enough for some people to go through that sort of conformity. Mm-hmm. Either way, they spend a lot of time on the chaotic environment that she's a part of and how that changes a lot about who she is as she goes through the transformation of wanting to eat more and more. So where do you see the symbolism like eating meat come in then? Like so, her just going through her, her, she gets the kidney, then she starts eating raw fish in the uh, fridge and then it just escalates from there to a point where she starts eating people. Uh, I took it pretty literally as far as like, um, even now a lot of people are not okay with women having an outwardly positive sexual experience. And so she sort of is then shamed for doing something that everybody does, which is eat meat. And so she then gets shamed for doing this over and over again. And as she goes and discovers it, it's like a direct parallel to what it is she was interested in sexually and how it wasn't okay. And in her mind, she keeps getting told that it's not okay. And this is sort of a thing that keeps happening where like you have these reoccurring waves of positivity around sexuality but it almost always will go the other direction after having a positive thing people will then be like no that's too much especially in regards to how women are expressing their sexuality it's always okay for men to do these things but when women do it they're not cool with that and so that ends up being a thing she's having to deal with whereas it's not actually about her eating people it's about her own sexual appetite and how it was never really like met throughout the whole thing and then she has to deal with that because nobody's willing to kind of help her through that where's the sister line up in this <laughs> for her sister she's like she's gone to the same thing and i think she's not too far off in the future from her so like this is where they bond they're both women experiencing the same thing in the same environment and this is sort of what happens when so, people are like trauma bonded <laughs> so do you believe that if the main character goes back to the school she'll probably be at her sister's level at some point um, I don't, yes, but I also don't think that the point of the story was that she would return. Yeah. I think the I point you. of the story was also that she was somehow changing something about her family's trajectory and what they would be doing. But it also is a little bleak because you end up finding out that, of course, that the dad dealt with that with the mom and then the mom, the mom must've been in some sort of like recovery. Like she hadn't been doing that stuff, AKA why she's a vegetarian. But she mentions really often that, she constantly felt hungry. Even when she was eating just vegetables, she felt empty. Yeah. So this is sort of the idea of the insatiable greed, the insatiable hunger for things um, and or just repressed sexual feelings that she might not understand. And they even touch on this with the gay character where he kind of becomes unsure at some point. He, he, he gets really mad where he's like, I didn't hide for 20 years to start fucking women now. Like, this right. isn't the thing that I wanted to do. And so you then have to wonder what kind of environment would make them question something they might have known like their whole life. So there's a lot. It's a lot that she put into to be explored that kind of, I think, gets covered up by the like super grotesque violence of it all. <laughs> Oh man, I just remembered that like she even tried to steal a burger at one point 
which I yeah, I wasn't sure why. It's it's that thing that you're talking about where like everyone else is eating meat. And so she just tries to do something normal and she gets ridiculed for it. Yeah, that's true. That's actually a good point. Yeah, she she couldn't she it doesn't seem like she could do anything that was acceptable to everybody else around her because they it seemed like they kind of had it out for her for like a good <laughs> amount of the film. You're like, yeah. oh, they really don't like her or her sister. And it, it came out a lot while they were going through all their classes and stuff like that. It's crazy how her being in vet school is like secondary to what the main story is. Like, you don't really, she has no stresses about passing the classes. It's just all about this transformation she's going through. Yeah. Um, so what are some things you did like about the film though? Were there things that stood out to you? I like the soundtrack, the all French soundtrack as always from this director bringing the good beats. Yeah. Um, I, I really like, uh, the bisexual lighting in a lot of scenes. Yeah. (laughs) I think some of the shots are really well done. Yeah. Um, overall, I thought it. I thought it was going to be more gory and more intense. Yeah. Uh, there was never a part where I couldn't look away, um, except I kind of tweaked a little during the hairball scene. Yeah. So I think while I am used to seeing a lot of the horror aspects of these films, I think the film itself is truly disturbing in a lot of ways, as far as like things that we are not comfortable with, things we're not comfortable viewing are very much brought in front of you and you have to watch it to know how the story plays out. We're also very, like you said, we're very fucking desensitized now. (laughs) Yep. And not just us as the podcast members talking about horror films as a general thing. Most of the American population is cool with a lot of violence and stuff. It's the sex things that actually get a lot of people. Yeah. As soon as you make the woman a mermaid and guinea pig, that things get weird. Oh, shit. Have those, you seen that movie? Those yet? Japanese oh movies are crazy, man. You, did you see Mermaid in the Manhole? Fuck yeah. We talked about that a Fuck long yeah, time I know, ago. But did you did you watch it? Dog, no, no, are we, are we, do we, did you watch it? Yes. Oh, could this fist bump means something then? We All should right, re, we should revisit that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I love that and movie. Talk about that. <laughs> I'm, I'm used to the hyper violence like from Tokyo where it's just like people are losing arms. They're mutants. Yep. They're like ripping each other's faces off. They got, they got guns in their boobs, guns in their hands. You're saying this as you wear a Tokyo Gore police shirt, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. which is real. Yeah. So I'm just like, so, so when people get kind of like grossed out about, you know, her eating a finger, her eating a whole shoulder, the entire thigh of a person missing. Well, the well, sister fair, did that. Yeah, her sister, sister did that. Did that. Yeah. I was just like, damn. Okay. Um, yeah, I feel like it's, it's something that she it hurts t- more. Cause it's personal. Yeah. That's what it is. I think uh, towards the end there, you start to get really invested in what's going to happen to her at the end of the story because of how much stuff you've gone. It's, it's essentially that you've gone through it with her. And you're now like a, kind of attached to her and to the character at the end of it. And you want her to get out of it. Did you guys have anything you liked in the movies? Party. <laughs> party. Knows how to fucking film a party scene. Fuck yeah. Um, like, I think that the, uh, oh man, that, that, that scene, like the, not the first car crash scene, but the second one where the sister just rolls herself out into the middle of the road to get the car to crash. Just so she's like, she's like, I killed these people so you could eat them. Like it's dark. Yeah. That, that shit, that shit starts eating them. And then she just (laughs) starts starts, eating the brains. Yeah. yeah. Like good, good Um, shit. She is a zombie. 
Officially. Um, I really enjoyed the visuals as far as like, it's kind of a surreal story that exists in this weird universe. We were talking about this, that a lot of these scenes feel like dream sequences that yeah. she's going to wake yeah. up from, but and they never do. Yeah. This is yeah. her reality, which yeah. is really fucked. No, several times I was just like, okay, she's going to wake up from this. Like the, uh, the withdrawal was seen. Yeah. Which was like di- directly inspired from train spotting for sure. Yeah, uh, I'm sure. Uh, that, it, that makes sense. It definitely looked like, okay, she's going to wake up, be in a cold sweat. No, it never came. She was literally fucking screaming in her bed. Yeah, nobody gave a shit. <laughs> no one, although it does look like at some point people came in and like were smacking yeah. the top of her sheet, but you can't confirm it. So like none of the stuff you can confirm in the story, which makes it even more concerning because you're like, I don't know what's actually happening to her and what's not. What's real. Yeah, essentially what's real and what's not. Did you guys have a favorite scene? Hmm. I feel like the scene where she eats the sister's finger is like where the film goes like full tilt. Like this is kind of when you know what's essentially going to happen. And like, it's just gross. Like it's you have that a, oh shit moment when the scissors cut. Oh God, man. I fucking like sitting in the couch. I was like, oh fuck. Like the fucking finger's gone. Yeah. Like it's, in, it's really Dude, in. The, the Brazilian wax scene oh. where. Yeah, like, like like from the first from the so they rip off the first one no problem and then when it gets stuck i get squeamish because i'm like oh she's just gonna i've seen titan she's just gonna fucking rip the uh the flesh coming right off, off there right coming off didn't happen but i was anticipating that yeah <laughs> yeah definitely well, stuff that'll make you squeamish so the the brazilian was your favorite scene Oh no, that one in particular was just really upsetting. <laughs> I think uh, I think my favorite scene might actually be uh when she wakes up and and like her roommate is dead and uh you know his Yeah, like, it looks like a sweet moment. Yeah, you're like oh, she's like oh yes, I woke up to this my friend. It was so great. And then all of a sudden, oh yeah, he's got a hole in him. Oh, and half of his legs missing. Oh, he's very dead. Oh. Well, it looked like she was about to initiate some sex scene with him. Yeah, she was going out. She was like, "Oh, where is this leaner?" And then, and then, and then didn't find it. <laughs> pulls her hand back, and it's bloody. Yeah, so yeah. that was the thing. I think mine was the Brazilian wax scene, mm. only because relatable. Those things are scary. Oh God, <laughs> that area right around there. Sensitive. Sensitive. A uh, lot could go wrong a down lot there. Could go wrong. <laughs> She's like, it's my pussy. I'm going to do what I want with it. She really does <laughs> shout that. Say that. Yeah, it's like, it's my pussy. And it's like, my pussy and I want it now. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> the uh, JG Wentworth fucking commercial <laughs> shit. Holy fuck. Hi, Kiki. What a oh, weird, whoa. surreal commercial Holy universe. Um, speaking of pussy. <laughs> yeah, my cat ran by like with the quickness yeah. when we said with that. Um, I will say that my favorite scene is after she... Uh, that's the thing. It's like a very uncomfortable scene, but after she gets pulled away from the party covered in blue and yellow, biting that dude's lip, she goes home and she can't wash off the paint. And so she finally like reaches in the back and she gets a morsel of flesh inside her fucking like stuck in her teeth and she eats it. And immediately all the paint washes off. She immediately feels relieved. Oh, dang. That's a small detail. Interesting. Yeah. I didn't notice that's kind of what it happened. Yeah, that also, is, that is good. something I, I noticed, know. the dude that got his lip like bitten in half, basically, the, the father. Yeah. When you see him at the end, I don't know how I didn't notice this in the beginning, but you get a close-up of his face, and he has a scar on his lip as well. Yeah, which means that they must have been in a similar scenario. He said, quote, I knew what it was going to be from the first time that she kissed me. Yeah. 
So and he was cool with it. So at that point, I mean, if you know the guy would have been into it. Yeah, she would have been. They cool. would have had another generation. I mean, low key. Okay, when they were fucking, she was trying to eat him. Yeah. Oh yeah. And he was like, nah, but like, kind of just kept letting it happen. Eventually, she ends up biting her own arm. But yeah. then afterwards, he like pets her head, like it's okay. I yeah. Got you. Yeah, it was an interesting scene. It's okay. You're nuts. Yeah. That's fine. <laughs> <No>. Like <laughs> terrible. You're insane. Def- so I definitely right. got like a little bit of last uh, night in Soho vibes from this too. A little bit, just from. A girl going on to her own, doing yeah. her thing. Yeah, definitely. Um, if it wasn't the finger eating scene, um, it was definitely the last scene with the dad who's like reveals more about the story and you're just like, ah, you kinda confirm the whole way through like it's there's been a lot going on. Also makes you wonder, is it acceptable at the school and are more people like this? True. So this could be a thing that they're aware of and allowed to happen because People are going through their experiencing this. Like they're, they're, they're cannibals. <laughs> Yo, this makes the assumption that there might be a secret alumni group that knows. Yes. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There, there's a whole kind of secret hidden thing underneath all of it. Um, so then what would you guys rate it? I'm going to give this one a strong nine. I think it was uh, well done in all aspects of filmmaking. My only gripe with it is that um, I like, practical effects and gore i would have loved to see more of it but what's presented is really strong and really animalistic and really uh sexual in nature and it's a reprieve to show that kind of stuff and the kind of trauma in this certain way Uh, i give it a solid nine from myself uh if i compare this film to titan titan i would give it a seven (laughs) but by itself without me but I'm just going to imagine a world where I have not seen Teton. <laughs> then I'll give it an eight. And the only reason why is because I, I feel like it, this director is, it's very clear that this is like, not, not her first movie, maybe her first like big movie. I would imagine. I'm sure she has like little short films and yeah. stuff floating around somewhere that she's yeah. done. I would love um, to see those. Right. Right. I'm curious, like for sure. But I feel like I feel like she had a much more a much stronger message in Titan and was able to communicate it better than she did in this movie in particular. That's just how uh, I the, see the things. The stain in your voice when you said this movie. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh no, no, I, I don't want it to sound like that. Like I, I, I enjoyed the movie. Like after our discussions, I always appreciate it more. Which is why I'm saying like if I hadn't seen Titan, I would have given this an eight rather than a seven. But yeah. I'm honestly in the same boat as Murr. I want to give this movie a nine uh, for pretty much the same reasons. I thought that the storyline was interesting. The conversation and depth of the plot points is really interesting as well. Not to mention the kind of reaction that you can get out of your audience. I feel like if you are an artist, you want to get some sort of reaction, whether that makes them happy, sad, or in this case, terribly uncomfortable. I think that's a really amazing goal to be able to meet within your work but i also just wanted a little bit more gore you, which i never say that you don't <laughs> you don't say that yeah a, a little more focus on the cannibalism and a yeah. little bit less on the drama i think would have done this movie a lot of help absolutely for sure even, uh, even some discussion between the sisters about uh, their uh, yeah, new what thing what they're experiencing oh, yeah oh yeah yeah yeah, they, yeah just, how? they don't really talk about it like they, they, they know but they yeah. never say anything about the sister it. knows and kind of just guides her through some stuff um i don't remember what i gave to tom 
I'm pretty sure. Did I give it a 10? We, we gave it 10s so. all around. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm giving this one a 10 too. The main reason why is because I can't heap on enough praise for this director in particular. So it's like, I'm definitely a new, like, like she's one of my new favorites because she fully commits to the original ideas that she's created, regardless of what anybody's going to think about it. In this case, I don't think more gore would have been, would have worked for the film because then it would have been not rooted in the coming of age story. It would have then become something that was like a B list grindhouse film mm. and that would have changed the whole vibe about what she was trying to make in the first place and like you mentioned she doesn't think it's a horror film yep so this would have placed it into the category of creating a horror film when that wasn't what her intention to start with yeah you're right. so i think what she intended to make in the first place is exactly what she did and it's really good um it's a crazy surrealist piece of work that is hard to like she's making her own signature as far as what these films are so I hope she keeps getting more money <laughs> to make to make stuff like this because it's oh, it's different than what yeah. you've been seeing. I mean, my, my comments about it really don't mean that I didn't. That, oh, yeah, that I, I disliked the movie or anything like that. I I, I absolutely want to see what else she decides yeah. to make later for sure. Well, she's coming out but, too yeah. during a great like era for horror film movie makers. You know, she's yeah. coming up during the same time as like Ari Aster as being able to make like crazy films like that, being able to do films kind of like Robert Eggers you also have um uh, Karen Kusama Karen Kusama who's all well Karen Kusama has been He's doing been stuff but she keeps getting snubbed over and over again which is bullshit but that's a whole other discussion <laughs> um you have Jordan Peele now who's making all these films so like it's a great time to be making some horror films along with all these peers and it's a great time for the industry right now because there's so much open space now yeah, exactly. for people so if you're new and up and coming this is the time to get to jump in in entertainment in general yeah. definitely so it's a 10 for me i love this movie and her other movie so. go check out raw and if you yeah. like this movie it's actually kind of hard to find you, yeah. sh you should just buy it yeah. go buy the dvd <laughs> And, and watch it because <laughs> I, I had a hard time finding it online. Who watches DVDs anymore? Uh, Y'all even like, have a DVD I player? Do. They don't sell digital versions of this. It's, no. a, it's only for rent or DVD. Yeah. You, you rent it through a streaming service, but like you don't get to keep it. Ooh. So the only way to actually like keep a copy of it is still DVDs. How <laughs> exclusive. I mean, the Criterion Collection still does this. They still sell DVDs. So it's like, you know. I actively <laughs> buy DVDs. Yeah. You get them from like discount stores, book off, things like that. Yeah. Which is totally worth it. And like classics are like five bucks each. Uh, you guys have any final thoughts? Mm. Oh, yeah. If you like uh, this episode about us talking about Raw, check out the where we talk about another movie of hers, uh, Titan. Yeah. And you should on. also check out the Neon Demon. Yeah, episode. that too. Also, but that's one that also deals with cannibalism, doesn't it? Or no? Or is that the other one that's with no, the yeah, models? Yeah, deal with cannibalism because the models ne try to eat the girls. Yeah, 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 yeah that yeah. is Neon Demon. Okay, cool. I, I, I was thinking of Black Rainbow. Oh, that one's different. That's 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 much different, Mitch. Yes, it is. Oh, Cos man. Uh, is Cosmanos? That's the guy. Yeah, that Panos Cosmatos. Panos Cosmatos. Coming that, out with a new film. How's, how do you say his last name? Cosmatos? 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 Coming out with a new film within the next year or two. Oh, really? Yep. Which one? What's it called? I don't know. Oh, I didn't but know. I read mean. the tagline of what it's going to be. Sounds like it's going to be. It's a step in the right direction. All right. Uh, all right. You want me to do the Yeah, outro? go for it. All right. Hey, Mitch. 
I get really bored sometimes. I just want to hang out with some people. Where do I go? Where you go? Oh, dude, you know what you should do? Check out our fucking Discord. The Discord, Discord for the podcast. Yeah. Whoa, where can I get the link? I'm pretty sure it's in our link tree on our Instagram and Facebook and all that fun stuff. Oh, cool. What can, we, what can I do there? When you do, oh, you can talk to us about horror movies. You can talk to us about, I don't know, your life. You know, if you've got some problems, you know, and you really just need someone to talk to, you know, we can, we can be there for can you. Can I share memes? Oh, hell yeah. We love memes. Can I share Nazi for work memes? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> we have an NSFW chat. It's sick. Uh, can I talk about video games and other things? Hell yeah, oh, okay. dude. Oh, I'm my God. Discord right now. You know, you know what, Mar? This sounds like the perfect place for you, oh, actually. Oh. You know, if you're friendless and you want some friends, <laughs> yeah, get on our Discord and uh, we'll be your friends. Yeah, go, go to the go to the link on all our social medias. We'll send you to every link. Well, I, I love watching people play video games. Do you guys do something like that? Oh, you know, you know what, Mer? Yes, actually, we do have a Twitch. Sometimes, you know, we, we stream ourselves playing games. You know, even uh, even our uh, you know our, our one of our uh, uh, co-hosts over here, John. He's got uh, his own little uh, Twitch thing that he's doing where he plays uh, Genshin Impact and he gets all weeby. It's funny. It's oh, great. Sick. Yeah, get check it out, dude. <laughs> I want to fi- uh, support you financially, but I don't know how to. How can oh, I do that? Fuck! You just gotta find the Patreon, my guy. Oh, what's that? Just, oh, it's it's you you know what Patreon is. Most people do, <laughs> but it's one of those things where you uh, you know you give money to creators and then the, you're supporting them. You know, what do I get, get some for cool it. Content? Oh yeah, you can recommend a movie for us to cover for two dollars a month. Is anything else? I mean, and you get some exclusive content from us that we make on the side, like Monsters with Murr, Horror oh, and Gaming oh. with Mitch, Cryptids with Justine, and then also uh, John was going to do his own side segment of stuff, this I think, was like his final thoughts, or he had a, uh, yeah, yeah, Conspiracy <laughs> Hour, that's another one, yeah. We did also do an episode of the Conspiracy Hour. Oh, wait. Which is out on our major yes, streaming platform. the first episode of Sci-Fi Corner. Yes. yes. Oh, yeah. Our first sci-fi episode, too. Yeah. Well, no. I don't know this because I don't work on the podcast. Not at all. No, Mark. <laughs> no, no. Of course not. Uh, anywhere else I could support you financially? Right now, actually. You have your wallet? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Give me your money. I would like some new... Oh, oh you would like thread. some merch? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. No, we have a Teespring up with... with we got shirts. We have sick drinking glasses, pint-sized ones with us as little chippy characters Woo-hoo! on them. It's I love cute. that. It's cute. Um, yeah, we have some shirts. Yeah, hats too. Whoa, Hell yeah, whoa. some trucker caps. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. That's... So if you need new threads, my guy. Dad caps too. We got you. Oh, dad caps for sure. Okay. Well, I want to send your stuff to my friends, but I don't know where to look. Where do I go? Oh, to every streaming service that podcasts are available. You know, you could go on Spotify. You could go on Stitcher. You can Google us. You can. Yeah, we're on fucking Google, you can dude. Go and Google it, and we're the first one. Bring yeah, you just check it out. House. Hey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you guys got social media? Hell yeah, we got Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Sheesh. Sheesh. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I feel very informed now. Thank you, man. Oh, I'm I know, so glad I could help you with I this, man. I know Mer. exactly what to do to support my friends. Yeah, no. Great. Yeah, support and your myself. friends. <laughs> All right. I'm Mitch. I'm Mer. I'm Justine. And I'm Don. Thank you. Sheesh. Sheesh.